It's the Sprinters World Championships, the final day of the Tour de France. Let's cue that intro! The big question is this, how do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness and our longevity? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome back to another Roadman Cycling Podcast. It is the last of this year's Tour de France and I wasn't with you yesterday. I couldn't bring myself to do a podcast on the TT and I flagged that at the outset that if a stage was just too boring, like the TT, that I wasn't coming. But we're back today for the Sprinters World Championships and we're finishing in, you guessed this, ooh la la, Paris. I absolutely love Paris. It's a city that I've spent a little bit of time on. I've never raced in Paris, never had the opportunity and the privilege of riding on the Champs-Élysées. That is reserved for the Tour de France, and I think it's the only time of the year it's closed. I have raced all over France, but I've got to spend a little bit of time in Paris, and I love it. If anyone hasn't been to Paris, I'd highly recommend it. And don't mind if stereotypes you hear that French people are rude or they're arrogant or they're ignorant or they're not welcoming of tourists. French, some of the warmest, most beautiful, most caring, kindest people I've ever met are from France and I was treated amazingly in my year racing over there. Highly recommend getting to France. Anyway, I diverge. Uh, Before I jump into the full podcast, let me remind you about the Patreon. Patreon's how we fund the podcast, all the way through the Tour de France. Some of you guys jumping on board and deciding to buy me a beer to say thanks for the Tour de France. Now's your chance. Jump in, get me that beer. If you've listened to the Tour de France podcast and you've been sitting back, I get so many messages on Instagram talking about how they're enjoying the podcast. Let's translate that into points of beer so I can go on the beer. So over on patreon.com, the link's in the bio, it's forward slash Anthony underscore Walsh. Buy me a price of a pint of beer there once a month. So what I noticed this morning is Jakob Fuglesang was a DNS, did not start on the final day of the Tour de France. And considering 90% of the day is a procession. And if you're new to cycling, this will probably, you know, baffle you that you you know, the people are announcing that Tajay Pogaccia has actually won the Tour de France yesterday. Well, in fact, I announced that he won it after week one, but that might have been a bit premature. But he actually won the Tour de France yesterday, but it's rubber stamped today. Tradition has it that we don't race on the last day, that it's, you know, photos, it's champagne, and, you know, they've raced hard for three weeks. So it's, you know, kind of a a little bit of a wind down into Paris. And then when they get to Paris, they race full gas, the circuits, really for the sprinters but you can lose the tour de france i don't think there's precedent for it but you can lose the tour de france on the last day if you crash take a risk into a corner come down and the racing's on no one's waiting for you you will lose the tour de france it's never happened and that's why we announce because there's no racing it's not that argy bargy at all until we get into paris that we announce the winner but so jakob vogelsang had you know what 30 kilometers of hard riding to do today and he didn't start and he said it's because of the COVID vaccine that he's been feeling completely drained during the Tour de France. He said, I feel limited and I'm not able to push my body like I normally can. Now, he was pretty pants. I think 21st was his best stage place, and that was on the first stage of the Tour. 
And bearing in mind, this is a guy who finished third overall in the Tour of Swiss just before the Tour behind Carapaz and Rigoberto Oran, who were both very prominent in the GC battle. So, yeah, we definitely know something happened with Fuglesang. And, yeah, look, the COVID vaccine is going to affect performance. I'm surprised more guys haven't come out with it. It's completely experimental, you know, on many levels. But definitely for these athletes to control every single thing that's going into their body. And they understand the reaction and everything's been split tested a hundred times to add a variable in the build up to the Tour de France that they haven't tested before. It seems a little bit reckless. And I listened to Lance Armstrong on the move last week and he was saying if he was preparing for the Tour de France, there is no way in hell that he would have been getting a COVID vaccine in the run up to the Tour de France. It's backfired on Fuglesang, but what I don't get is why he didn't just finish today. I don't... Uh, there's no there's no like I'm sick he said he was going to prepare for Tokyo and let the body recover bizarre that you wouldn't just chalk up another Tour de France like completion lap around France instead of being an abandoned Tour de France when you're already doing all the hard work that was bizarre. The Sprinters World Championships today, anyway. Obviously, Cav was going for that record. It was 35 as the record. He's equal with Eddie Merckx at the moment, going into the stage. And he didn't equal the record. There was a lot of pressure on Cav going into it. Wout van Aert done it ahead of Jasper Philipsen. And then Cavendish rounded out the podium and toured. He might have got a little boxed in. But honestly, I think normally the finish line is you come out of that last corner you come around uh, that sort of sleepy left and then into the right and normally the finish is 200 meters from that right corner slight uphill but this is the first year they've moved the finish to 700 meters from the corner so we didn't see the mad battle for the corner like previous years but that longer uphill finish on the cobbles i think suited a more powerful rider like wout van aert i think you couple that with all the pressure cavendish has of going for the record and this mental video that emerged yesterday of Cavendish shouting and abusing his mechanic because it looked like his headset was tight before the race. I'm not sure if you haven't seen this. It's all over social media. I've shared it over on Roadman Cycling on Twitter as well, asking people what they think. And there was huge reaction to it. And it almost seems like every cycling fan in the world has seen Cavendish being a completely arrogant wanker. There's no other word to it. Now, I get that he's in the heat at the moment, and I get he's going for the record, and I get he's fiery as a character, and I've, you know, you've listened to the podcast, and you know, have a lot of time for Cav and this comeback, and it's been the story of the Tour de France for me in a lot of ways, but there's just no excuse for talking to anyone like that. Like, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice, and he came out with an apology, which was, you know, if I'm the mechanic, like, fucking stick your apology up your hole, like... You know, you've abused them in public. Like, regardless if it's in public or private, it should never happen. But, yeah, look, I was very conflicted today watching the finish because I've been a big Cav fan. Uh, I've ridden my Cav. I liked them. And, yeah, I wanted them to get the record all through the tour. But today I was a little bit conflicted. I actually wanted Andre Greipel to win today's stage because it's his last Tour de France stage ever. The Gorilla has announced his retirement. So... Cav didn't win it. Look, it didn't make me happy. Did it make his mechanic happy? Probably, yes. Did it make Eddie Merckx happy? Yes. Did it make Sam Bennett happy? I'm sure it did. But yeah, I don't think it made me happy. I wouldn't go that far. But I just, I don't know how to feel about it. I've obviously said and done stuff in the heat of the moment that I'm not proud of. And, you know, we can't judge anyone on our weakest moment. But it was just, it was shit to see from Cav. Uh, Wout van Aert won today, Sprinters World Championships. He won yesterday's TT and he won the double Von 2 stage. If that's not the definition of an all-rounder, I don't know what is. 
after the stage he said this tour it's been such an amazing roller coaster to finish it off this weekend referring obviously to the tt and the sprint it's beyond expectations a victory like this is priceless thanks to my incredibly small team especially mike tunison who delivered me into a perfect position textbook tunison delivered him perfect wout executed perfectly it was a brilliant sprint it suited him he went deep in yesterday's tt to get the win and then to win off the back of that today it's really breathtaking how good this lad is and we can never get away in cycling from when somebody pulls out performances we're living in the specter the shadow of a generation of doping with the armstrong era and the scandals of us postal and bjorn reese and mr 60 percent and you know even the miguel injurain era and even into contador and the clambuterol stuff so as fans especially fans who've lived through that I feel like we're the most skeptical sports fans in the world. And when these performances do come out, Tajay Pogacas, like 10 months ago, he'd won no Tour de France because of the time in the Tour de France being later. And now, fast forward 10 months and he's won two Tour de France and six jerseys. Two King of the Mountains, two white jerseys and two yellow jerseys. You put in Cavs' comeback. You put in Wout winning... Von two stages at 78 kilograms. Sonny Cabrelli, suddenly the best climber in the fucking world. How did that happen? And it adds up to four teams which have an incredible dominance on the Tour de France this year. I think 18 teams got nothing out of the race and four teams got everything out of the race. Four teams with an incredible dominance in the sport. And then we have yesterday, we riders coming out who haven't identified themselves, so we're not sure who it is or the weight or gravity to attach to these claims but there's riders apparently coming out saying that they're hearing strange noises from the rear wheels of these four teams and the rumor that cycling news have reported this so don't shoot the messenger here with me the rumor that cycling news um from the anonymous sources are saying that it's formula one uses it's not it's not motor doping formula one uses a technology where it takes the stored inertia from braking and redistributes this inertia for you know the effect of a motor and that's what i think has been claimed to happen at the moment now i don't know the validity of this some of that stuff is worrying calves come back you know when you it's amazing fairy tale on one level but you know, the Armstrong thing, it just taught us to be so skeptical of fairy tales. Wout van Aert climbing, like, insane. Like, when you think about some of the climbers that specialise at this, that are born at altitude, it can't go with Wout, and he's 78 kilograms. Some of these dudes are 58 kilograms. That's mental. Uh, for me, Sonny Colbrelli is the worrying one, and Sonny Colbrelli climbing that well. The Bahrain, or sorry, the victorious, Merida victorious team, where their police raided their hotel they took training files they've taken all sorts of data seized phones that's the worrying one for me and we the gesture with Mahe Motoric two days ago crossing the finish line with the classic Armstrong zip it symbol so yeah I just think I think this is going to run and run I hope hope as a cycling fan I hope the bottom of my heart that this is not another doping scandal we cannot take another doping scandal the sport cannot take it Tajay Pogacar please to god if this if it comes out that 
just motorized open with jumbo uae uh quick step and Bahrain victorious well, like the sport is just it, it's so fucked it's setting us back so far so hopefully these are unsubstantiated rumors and we're in a weird spot in cycling where you're guilty until proven innocent it's almost a reverse burden and it's a strange place to be but it's the place we find ourselves in nonetheless because of the checkered past so that's the only sort of sour note i suppose in this year's tour de france and i would normally put head in the sand with that type of stuff but you know history's taught us we can't do that the tour de france has finished all those accusations are just that at the moment baseless accusations there is no confirmed wrongdoing from any rider and we have the ta- what looks to be the talent of a generation coming through and Tajay Pogacha winning his second Tour de France on the bounce also claiming the mountains jersey and the young rider jersey Jonas Vindegaard from Denmark Jumbo Visma rider in his maiden debut Tour de France getting second and the snake Carapaz filling out the podium first ecuadorian ever to get on a podium right at the tour de france for me ben o'connor 10 minutes and two seconds back and without his spectacular blow up on the von two stage he would have been on the podium from agi dozer citroen what a ride from him and wilco kelderman rounds out the top five folks that has been the tour de france 2021 there's been some highlights there's been some low lights there's been some absolutely unbelievable performances, especially Matthew van der Poel illuminating the race early. And then there's been some painfully boring stages, but that's all. It's all in another year, the Tour de France. Folks, I'll be back with regular Roadman podcasts starting back tomorrow. So until then, ride safe and chat to you then. Hey everybody, it's Anthony again. Really quick, I want to invite you to join arguably the best thing I've ever put out inside the Roadman community. It's a challenge. It's a challenge called the 14-day Kickstart Challenge. So regardless of where your fitness is at right now, this is going to be the catalyst for making you faster and making you leaner. I've created this challenge to take the guesswork out of everything. It's 14 days of training plans, regardless of what your level is. There's masters, beginner, advanced. There's meal plans, shopping list, and even a video course holding your hand and talking you through it all. So what I recommend you do right now is just stop everything, press pause on this audio, and go to roadmancycling.com forward slash 14 day, or check out the link in the bio. That's roadmancycling.com slash 14 day.